You have water? Uh, we have water now. We have you power. You have electricity? But electricity, but still no post. Eh? <laughs> People <laughs> are phoning me and saying that uh, our magazines are just piling up. We're really worried because you have to pay in advance, but then they don't deliver. So what do you do? If you're a weekly publication, you just keep delivering and the publications are not going out. Martin, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it seems as though that situation is not abating. In fact, um, in Cape Town and certain other parts, post offices have actually been closed because of intimidation. Wow, I really think someone at the top needs Something to deal needs with it. Something needs to happen, absolutely. But getting back to um, uh, uh, what you hear for this morning, um, uh, we see that uh, high South African rail tariffs are threatening to stifle the new 5 billion rand coal investment in Limpopo province. Yes, Coal of Africa Limited, which is listed in London, Sydney and Johannesburg, wants to roll out a 5 billion rand investment in coal in Limpopo province and in very important coal because this is hard coking coal which goes into the steel industry but it's finding that the rail tariffs are really expensive and it's saying that its mining costs are about 200 rand per ton uh, for uh, not only mining but also processing but the transport costs on rail are something like to get it to the coast is something like two 400 rand per ton so it's double and they're saying you know this seems out of kilter and we should benchmark against best practice globally Mm. because we have a monopoly situation with rail here and also you know rail wants to secure its own finances so we see that the the transnet freight rail is going out now and securing take or pay deals in other words you either have that coal ready for us or you still pay for that coal and of course that's a two-edged sword because if Transnet doesn't arrive, they also get penalized. So it is a good discipline. But he's saying he thinks there needs to be a national debate around the actual cost of the rail because it's wonderful to have access to rail, but it has to be at competitive prices. Otherwise, you are stifling your businesses and threatening your investments. So he's got a quite a lot of investment planned in that area, and we know that the South African government is encouraging a very big new steel project in Limpopo with Hebei of China. And that's going to need this hard coking coal. So he's saying, you know, I could lower the input costs of your steel making here because I'm nearby. And it could also be a great benefit to me within a hundred kilometer radius. But even your internal rail, not talking (laughs) export, the general freight rail is exceedingly expensive. And once Eskim hits that situation where its power stations in Pumalonga haven't got coal nearby anymore. They're going to have to have it railed as well. And unless we can start looking at the cost of this, we're going to pay a lot more for electricity. This company is also supplying uh, thermal coal, of course, so both thermal and uh, coking coal. But we must look at that coking coal side because it is a great resource to have, this hard coking coal, because it fetches a much higher price. And he's also got allocation at Maputu Port, so he wants to export as well. But he's saying that uh, really a national debate is needed on this. The whole country needs to look at the lack of competitiveness. It's a very important issue, this uh, rail discussion, uh, Martin. Uh, looking at what government is doing around this, there's a massive infrastructure uh, development and investment uh, rollout especially in rail, because this is meant to be the backbone. It's going to form the backbone of not only um, goods, but also passenger rail, which is meant to link up so many of uh, the areas that we are currently struggling with. So I, I would agree that there needs to be much greater debate, because how is that infrastructure development going to affect 
that very pricing that you are talking about. Exactly. And, you know, we've heard these stories of it costs you more to rail from Johannesburg to Durban than to ship from Durban to, to China. Now, that seems out of kilter to me mm. as well. So we need to benchmark against global best practice and see whether we are competitive or not. If we're not competitive, we have to move to become competitive. Absolutely. And um, broke junior mining companies are tumbling under the force of huge headwinds confronting them. What's going on there? You know, the junior mining space is in trouble at the moment. And it's not only in South Africa. We saw it begin in Canada and Australia where any company that was in exploration could not get funds and they were beginning to be delisted and they couldn't even pay their salaries. But now it's hit Johannesburg as well. And we see that the shares of Miranda Coal, you know, they've asked the Johannesburg Stock Exchange to suspend them. They say that they can't. Uh, feel uh, finance their, their financial obligations and, and that they need to shut up shop, which they've actually done, and they're appealing for, for business rescue. And I can remember, you know, when, when that was listed, uh, journalists were all taken down to Newcastle because they said this was going to revive the coal fields of Newcastle. In fact, uh, the even the president was so excited that he had a, a cavalcade meet all the investors at the airport, and we had a sort of an escort, you know, to the mine areas saying this is what Newcastle needs and everybody was rah rah mm. this company is now wanting business rescue so you know it shows you how bad things are and also in platinum with Borbuck platinum they on hold at the moment so they're not uh, exploring they've told the Johannesburg Stock Exchange that you know they're not going into any new in, uh, exploration investment until they get some more money so it's all a question of funding and at the same time it's the outlook for their products the, the headwinds hitting them are, are not only the fact that the prices of these commodities are really down and nobody wants to invest in them. But in South Africa, you've also got this red tape and a rigmarole of laws that people just can't understand. So they're starting to just back off. Now, if you don't have these ex- exploration companies doing this, when you need those metals and minerals in time to come, mm. you're not going to have them. And if you do get them, it's going to be very expensive. So it's not the sort of thing that you should put off. You should try and enable these smaller mines, but they're falling like nine pins. Wow. And that's not a good thing. I mean, uh, you know, as you said, uh, everybody was excited about what this could potentially mean and what it could potentially do. And and now look at where we're at. But just very quickly, Martin, uh, Zambian government's refusal to repay VAT claims back to mining companies. um, What's going on there? This is a shock. You know, there's seven billion rand equivalent in in VAT refunds sitting there and the government is refusing to pay these back and the mining companies are saying look we really need that cash because we're expanding at the moment the copper price isn't as great as it used to be and we will have to put things on hold and they're reminding them of uh, you know the employment situation and the fact that they may have to uh, retrench people so this also affects South Africa because amongst the contractors there you know working are South African companies they are sinking these shafts they are doing all the work so if they stop investing it's going to hit us and Marion Roberts is one of them you know working there uh, that could be affected if there is an investment standstill